Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hi. Hello. And welcome to Boobies. Oh. Yeah, we normally do it the other way, but that's okay. You say welcome to Boobies. There we go. I'm Joshua. And I'm Caitlin. And yep. we're your hosts. We are your hosts for this very spectacular and horrifying podcast. It's almost fall time. Almost spooky season. It is. Mm-hmm. I have already went to Michael's to look at Halloween decorations. I'm sure they've got it all out. They did. You, was it cute stuff? Spooky stuff? Well, they had a good mixture of both. Yeah. Good mixture of both. They had a pink skull that I really wanted. But Ooh, then I Barbie was like, skull. none of my decorations for Halloween are Barbenheimer. Sorry. Yeah, it would be Barbenheimer. Not to cut you off. But, um, but none of my Halloween decorations are pink. Yeah. So my Halloween decorations go more the like traditional mm-hmm. spooky route mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or Bastille, like reproductions. Bastille? Um, you ever see those like real kitschy, like scaredy cats and like ghosts and owls and jack-o'-lanterns like the scaredy cats that are really like skinny and like like, yeah and they're like typically black with like an orange outline around them oh yes yeah okay i know exactly what you're talking about yeah never mind okay got it. kind of like paper Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so i've got like a shadow almost with like the silhouette of light coming behind it kind of sometimes they have eyes okay got it that you can see it's just a black cat Mm -hmm. um and then there's like jack-o'-lanterns and stuff like that. Uh, you would definitely, I guess I could also just like pull up a picture and show you. That would be. The good old Google. Yeah, that would be nice. Because I feel like I have something in my mind right now of what you're speaking of. But it might not be like the this. correct thing. Um, it's, that was not what I was thinking of. Oh. Okay, yeah. I see it though. I've seen that before. That's just not what I was thinking of. And I didn't know it had a name. Like yeah, precisely of the type of art like, that it is. Cutouts and stuff. Like yeah, these little jack o' lanterns. Those are cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got a lot of that kind of stuff in those my very, house. Those like, very much. Um, I have this exact pack. Got it. See, it reminds. See, and that's what I was talking about. Like the cat, how it's like, like yeah. all like scaredy. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said that, um, it very much reminds me of like like uh, like my teacher's like second grade classroom first grade classroom mm-hmm. when I was in preschool and elementary. Like, yeah. The, and they would always have those type of decorations out during that time. They're real um, popular. And put it on the door. And like, you know, they would have like the trim that goes around the door and mm-hmm. stuff. So that's, uh, yeah, I remember. And all like of that. a lot of paper mache. Mm-hmm. Um, what are those? The nostalgia. Um, yeah. Anyways. So that's a little bit more along the lines of my Halloween decorations in my house slash just um, straight up. Yeah. I use my dolls to my advantage. 
So my house basically looks like 24-7 Halloween. Mm -hmm. I just add some spooky fabric in order to make it look more spooky. Oh, no. I would say some cobwebs, uh, cobwebs, but the kitties would get that. Yeah, I haven't put out cobwebs since the kitties. Um, Yeah. Because I'm worried that they'll just eat them. And then get sick. Yeah. The other day, Yams ate a gecko. It got in and she went. Feral. Yep. At least that's organic. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't have a disease. Mm, Do geckos carry diseases? I don't know. They could. It's true. I don't know. I think she just had a nice snack. Probably. Mm -hmm. A nice little live snack. She uh, really went into her feline instincts there. Um, And just like uh, Kitty did with the gecko, we have these creatures and aliens that we are going to be talking about today that sick themselves on anything that makes a sound. Yeah. Anything that moves the board. Remember the raccoon, the little trash panda? (laughs) You know that I've had three pet raccoons? No. When did you never told me that? I've also had three pet possums. I can see all of that, but I didn't know that. Yeah, we rehabilitated them. Mm. And they like when they were young. Are raccoons really like as nice and docile like as raccoons are are so great. Yeah. They our first one, Mika. She would, which was very similar to Miko from Pocahontas, Mm -hmm. the raccoon. But Mika, um, she would play tag with us. So she would run up, tag us, go hide. We'd go find her, tag her, run, go hide. She'd come find us and we would just go back Back and and forth. forth. That's so cute. And then every night before bed, she would come make her rounds around the bedrooms and brush our little hair with her paws and then pat our eyes to make sure we were asleep. But obviously we are still awake because the raccoon was petting our yeah. eyes. Yeah, that's cute though. But she was would she big? just take her. Yeah, yeah, she was pretty big. Like a full size mm-hmm. raccoon? Yeah. That's wild. And she would literally take her little paws and just pat our eyes. How did y'all, um, like, was she like up to the, like being domesticated? Like house oh, yeah. stuff yeah. and all that? Yeah, okay. she like went in the litter box and stuff. Wow. Kind of, they're kind of like cats. They yeah. love cat food. For cool. starters, too. I've seen that on like TikToks. Yeah, yeah. They come and steal the cat food. They and are food and kibble. Very similar to cats. Or do, I would say. Would y'all, wait, did y'all give your cats dry kibble or like wet food? Dry. Dry. Okay. Yeah, got they it. liked kibble. Yeah, and then wet food always like got gross. I think to we'd me. also feed. No, I think that was our sugar glider. We had a sugar glider. Oh, the little named ones. Kiki. I remember like what 2008 maybe like those were like they like had a boom like everybody wanted a shirt they were selling them them. in the malls yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh that's i think that was when we had one as well and then (laughs) i wanted one oh but my mom was like hell no they're really hard to take care of and they eat mealworms and stuff so you had to buy mealworms for them is that like all they ate they like fruit or Uh, something yeah they loved fruit and stuff like that but they needed like protein from like mealworms yeah Mm -hmm. and they just needed more they need they have a very specific lifestyle Mm -hmm. we had ours for about two years before we gave it away to someone who could probably take better care of it Mm -hmm. and had less kids because i think kiki was stressed out that Mm -hmm. there were kids around around yeah because we all of course just wanted to see her and just play with her touch her she was like and she's like absolutely fucking exhausted yeah (laughs) she's like i just want to sleep in this pouch and leave me alone please yeah that's what they do yeah yeah yeah, because she had little pouches that my mom would like carry around her, um, like her neck, mm-hmm. and it would just like sleep in this little pouch around my mom's neck. Oh, my mom would just walk around with it. 
It's like bonding. Yeah. Like when you swaddle a baby to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when you wrap them up baby in like a burritos and just put them on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Bjorn. so cool. What is it? I, um, but what? Baby Bjorn. I don't baby know. Bjorn. I don't know. I've heard. I feel baby like I've heard of Dijon. what you're talking Dijon mustard. Dijon. Um, but yeah. Um, so R.I.P. to the raccoons and all the other furry little animals uh, that probably got film. murdered in this film uh, in this universe. I with, wonder how the birds fared. Um, since they're flying, <laughs> was that a ghost? I think so. Wow. I don't know what just happened. You're in view. What was? It? Did something fall? I saw something move out of the corner of my eye, but I'm not sure too, what. But there's nothing there. And I definitely heard something fall. Was it that tape? Oh, maybe. Maybe it was the tape. Yeah. It happened so fast. By the time I looked over there, like there was nothing. But I even felt like the wind. Did you not feel the wind? I thought the door was opening. Oh. You didn't feel that? Gust rushed past you. It was like that's definitely a ghost. Anyways. We just caught a ghost on film. Yeah. This isn't filmed on microphone. Recorded. Maybe it's the draft from that. I don't know, but I felt something. Anyways, um, sorry, you guys. Um, we are talking about The Quiet Place. This was uh, came out in 2018. 2018, yep. Directed um, by John Krasinski. The guy from The Office. Jim. Yep, mm-hmm, he um, really liked the screenplay um, that was written by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. And uh, he, and I guess that edition with himself. And um, yeah. It's kind of like a post, like a after the world ends apocalyptic type of setting. We're following a family of what starts out to be five, but then turns into four and then yeah. turns into five again. Um, Very so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's as much as it is kind of a horror movie and sci-fi-ish type of movie. It's a very, I'd say like drama and family type of centered movie. Yeah. It almost sure. made me cry at the end. Oh yeah. And I, I, I even knew that. I even well, knew spoiler, what was going to happen. Yeah, the yeah. dad dies. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen, but I still was like, mm-hmm. "Damn!" Yeah, got a little misty eyed. It's pretty sad because especially- they were all like having to quietly sob mm-hmm. and stuff. And like once the little girl, I didn't, I forgot all of their names. I know they all have names. Yeah, because they don't, uh, they don't use them much. They don't this movie use really them at all relies heavily on um, the quietness. That's right. I guess they don't, I don't do think they. they used them a single time. It's not until the second one, I guess, that you, I think that we hear. You get some more yeah. names mm-hmm. from them. Um, the daughter's name is Reagan. Reagan the son is named right. Marcus. The wife's name is Evelyn. And um, John's Christensen character's name. Lee. Lee. Yes. And they're the Abbots. Mm-hmm. Marcus. I am so confused on to the cast here. Mm-hmm. It, like in the top the top like cast when you google it yeah emily blunt's not even on the front page (laughs) i'm like she not even credited loki made this movie she did such a great job she does a lot of um emoting with her face yeah to where her scream mm -hmm. oh she's like not credited at all on (laughs) when when you're just looking through here Oh, okay. I see you on the like Google. That's not even her. Part. That one's the newborn baby. That's funny. Not even there. Well, she did make the movie. She did so a great she job. Should, she should be built up there. But um, yeah. Uh, 
should we just dive right in? Yep. We open with day 89 of what you can assume is the... Like the post apocalyptic of yeah. what had happened. Yes, we are starting since D Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially, um, it's an empty town. We see um, very much looks like deserted. Um, there are uh, we go into a grocery store and we see this little kid running around. Um, and we are introduced to a family. They're being very quiet as they are um, looking for stuff. I guess you know, essentially things that they need. Um, very yeah, early on in like a convenience store yeah very early on also um as we're getting kind of introduced to the characters quietly in a way not really like um audioly but you know visually um the sound cuts out when we uh see reagan's character yeah because the movie makes use of putting us in the audio perspective that she has because she is um deaf and so she is also played by a real life deaf actress mm-hmm. um which is really cool because they like wanted it to be pretty authentic and yeah. wanted us as the viewer to go through what she would be going through in this situation yeah. which is also like pretty freaking like to imagine like being in a world where like things kill you that make sound but yet you can't even hear sound so you wouldn't know when you would be making sound make yeah exactly. so it's like it puts you in a very vulnerable position it does mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing that she's been able to survive yeah and stuff too and was able to pick up and like they've got all those safety precautions mm-hmm. like the sand on the ground and stuff like that to kind of help stifle any sound lee is like low-key really smart yeah. oh yeah like very resourceful and very much like quick at putting things together and being like i guess i mean granted it is day 89 but still like um uh, no they it, had a fantastic it seems like he thought about that way long ago yeah yeah, 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 yeah. they had a mm-hmm. fantastic like set up set up Rick. going for mm-hmm. them um and so uh, we're in there mom is looking for um pills because we see that the boy marcus is kind of like laying on the floor he's having a hard time breathing um and is it which that, makes you think that he would be the one to die right exactly first. um but. and do we ever we don't we don't do we get is it not is it asthma or is it just we don't ever get an explanation yeah, right really no nah, it's just it, that we know gives that him a pill we just know that he needs something to make sure he doesn't go into maybe it was like a panic attack panic or something attack, maybe anxiety i don't know but um yeah so we're getting the medicine for him um she is basically making sure that he's okay and then we get the little boy drawing a little rocket on the floor Um, mm -hmm. which that comes into play here very soon, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. And he, as he's drawing the rocket on the floor, um, his sister walks up and Reagan is her name. Mm -hmm. Reagan. Um, Reagan walks up and he explains to her that this is how we're going to get away. Yeah. And, uh, he's saying basically he's got this, you know, little kid idea of we'll get away on this rocket ship and then we'll be fine. We'll be safe. Um, and then he's going around, you know, we're kind of watching the family still do their business inside this grocery store. And then he finds a toy rocket Mm -hmm. and he's like reaching up tiptoe on the shelf and uh, grabs the rocket, but doesn't really grab it. He more knocks it off. And thankfully Reagan comes in at the last second to catch it, catch it and make sure that it doesn't clatter to the ground. Yeah. 
Um, and as like all of that is happening, we were watching this uh, silhouette or is that a silhouette or figure, you mm-hmm. know, coming into the frame and the back of the door frame um, and it's dad. And it's like, as soon as she catches that, she like makes eye contact with him. And it's like that moment of like, Oh shit, like dad's in the room. Like, you know, every kid has, but also it, um, the stakes are a lot higher in this sense to where it's like, if she wouldn't have been there, like the, the, what could have happened could have been like really bad. Yeah. The repercussions yeah. could have been real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because he's obviously what he's got to be like, like three, like four at the most, maybe, I don't know. So like it's, he was pretty verbal. Um, I don't know what age kids become super verbal. I mean, my nephew, like they, they speak around like two and a half, like three. Okay. Um, but definitely, I could see my ne- my def- my nephew would be the first one to go. My little one, because he doesn't he <laughs> can't ooh, shut up. Literally, yes, just screaming like constant screaming. Like that is his like um, I'm having fun is just to like ah like just scream at the top of his lungs. And I have to constantly be like inside voice, like inside please voice, please. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so I just can only imagine, and it's hard for him to comprehend because he'll like I have to be like, do you understand? And after like five minutes, he's like, okay, and I'm like, okay. So it's just so, like, I can see how it's, I don't even know how they have these kids in this world, to be honest. Yeah. Like, no, they're, especially with these parents are, are really diligent of, like, making sure that, like, they're protecting them and at all times making sure that, like, he's not off making a ruckus or something, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, um, dad, you know, came back. He has gotten some stuff for um, a radio, right, to help with building a radio, I believe. Yeah, he's to- talking to Reagan about it. Um, make the signal stronger mm -hmm. and um at this point i think they're talking about how or the mom comes into the picture and she's like you know it'll be dark soon so they have to leave Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the dad sees lee sees the rocket and Mm -hmm. the little boy's hands and is like absolutely not (laughs) yeah he grows towards it very slowly takes out the batteries i thought he was just going to take out the batteries and then give it back to give it back to Mm -hmm. him which this is i feel like would have been okay yeah yeah and but then instead he takes the rocket away and puts it on the countertop right next to the batteries yeah right next to the batteries (laughs) and then i'm guessing i'm guessing reagan doesn't put him back in but no 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 he does yeah so whenever they're all walking out um reagan grabs the spaceship and gives it back to him to be like you know here you know i'm sure she felt bad because you know he wasn't trying to do anything wrong and I don't think she accounted for the little boy to think like, oh, let me also grab the batteries because he's walking away. But before he goes out, he turns back and grabs those batteries and walks out the door. Mm. Um, And it doesn't show him putting them in. But as they're, you know, walking away, we see that they got that sand out there. Yeah. Um, And they make their way across the bridge. We just, you know, have that moment where everybody's walking. Um, It seems like everybody's really happy, which is really fucking sucks. Yeah, um, because he's like just gonna walk. Mom is just walking. like serenely, just like got that little smile, just like okay and whatever. And then um, we have Reagan's perspective of it being quiet, and then Dad just turning around. Or no, it, I think it's it happens before. They're just walking, and then we start to hear the the noise of the rocket go off. Yeah, which is really loud and really you know jarring because mm-hmm. the whole rest of the film has been silent basically the since the beginning yeah. we got some ominous noises and like orchestral little nods mm-hmm. um once they got towards the bridge mm-hmm. but other than that the film's been completely silent mm-hmm. so which we know i love um oh, yeah. so i enjoy sure. this film 
because of that. Um, but it plays a great deal on the silence. And then all of a sudden there's just this ruckus that's, mm-hmm. you know, ringing through the air and the dad <laughs> basically just like eats bolts. the other boy and runs bolts yeah. back, but he's narrowly misses him. Just, it's a little too late. Yeah. But also too, like I can only imagine like if you were to even grab the boy, like they both, they both would have been dead. Yeah. Right. Like, because unless he threw the somehow if the little boy threw the machine yeah the rocket i guess that would have been somehow that would have been something to save him but yeah um 10 minutes in i want to say maybe not yeah, even yeah it was 10 minutes yeah. i had to pause the to film to check it yeah just to i just had to pause the film in general and yeah. then i was like oh yep 10 minutes just 10 minutes in and the youngest boy's already dead which is pretty um you know, we're taking out the little baby. Pretty ballsy. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's taking out the kid. And uh, you got a <laughs> brief glimpse at the creature. It looks like a mm-hmm. weird, like, praying mantis kind of very um, walking stick demogorgon. Demogorgon from-, from the Stranger Things and mixed with, like, how those things you were talking about, praying mantis, and then, like, uh, what are those things? Like, pterodactyls? Oh, yeah, like, how they walk on, like, their little bones. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. looks very much like that. And, uh, yeah, we get a title card there right after. A little wispy, quiet with place. It looks like sand, yeah. Quiet uh, Not my favorite title card. Oh. But did you like it? it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was kind of nice. I was like, oh, clever. Mm-hmm. They use the sand that the, they walk on, which and, helps make them in a quiet place. Mm-hmm. And then we get um, day 472. Correct. So it has been some time after we lost little, uh, oh, I forget his name. Yeah, I don't know. Little little baby. Little baby Abbott. We'll call him baby Abbott. Baby Abbott. Um, and so <clears throat> we have uh, Reagan in uh, some sand, and she's just kind of chilling. Um, we have our cornfield. We're kind of getting a view of, like, where they live and where they stay. Mom is doing some laundry, uh, really old school on like, you know, the clothesline, hanging stuff up. And we have, um, as a dad, what we opened with him already being in the basement and he's looking up over all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's trying different shortwave frequencies, trying to figure out if he can, he's sending out SOS signals and through, um, what's that called? Morse code. Morse code. Mm-hmm. Tap, 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 tap. Um, He's sending out SOS signals trying to get some sort of response, but Mm -hmm. he's not having much luck. And uh, then we get, what's his name? Marcus, little boy. Yeah, Marcus. Middle child. Um, Going into the cellar and we see like there's this cellar full of pickled things. So you get that they've got a pretty good lay of the land there. Yeah. They've got that corn filled. So they've got plenty of like corn. They've got... All sorts of vegetables. The mom was picking vegetables. Yeah. I think. Oh, is that what it was? What she was doing at first. And oh, then okay. I think she goes inside and does laundry. Gotcha. Um, Because she come, runs into Reagan. Mm, mm-hmm. Grabs her on the way in. And I, it looked like she had some beets or something. Yeah. Something red. Um, But had vegetables and stuff. So they've got a pretty good setup. Mm-hmm. Very self-sustaining. Because uh, they have to be at this point. Yeah. Um, And then, like you said... um. And then it is at, is at this point that we get the camera pan down and we're like, oh, mom is fucking pregnant. Yep. I put, oh, good. Mom is pregnant. And yeah. You said, I'm oh, like, good. Yeah. 
Oh, like and then like sarcastically. Oh, oh yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. why I'm, like, the fuck like, would you want to bring a baby into this world? Literally, I'm and like you couldn't have pulled out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you couldn't have done anything. But that. Yeah. <laughs> like I get that you like each other, and love each other, but yeah. It just out, seems dude. a bit negligent, honestly. Yeah. Because it's like. That's one more mouth you're gonna have to feed. It, it it endangers the whole tribe. I'll just say it is that way. Yeah. And then also that There's, baby can't defend itself. No. Like it's totally reliant on you. There was one moment at the end when Marcus had, whenever she handed Marcus the baby and his eyes like He's screamed like, fear. He was like, are you kidding me? You giving me this like death baby alarm? Baby noise. Yeah. Literally death alarm. That's a good way to He's say like, it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Get this out of my arms. I, yeah. That Marcus's actor did very well too at like, Showing a lot of uh, emotion yeah, and stuff. Did. Noah Jupe, that's his name. And the actress who plays Reagan is Millicent Simmons. Millicent. Millicent. Beautiful um, name. And so we have them uh, basically. Uh, oh, there we go. We, we cut to dad. He's on top of the silo. Yep. Right. Looking for other signs of life, essentially. Mm-hmm. And scanning the horizon. We have him. Uh, looking at a box that has all of the baby's stuff, the baby that they obviously lost, um, their toddler, and uh, going down memory name, Lane, uh, very nostalgic. And um, at this point, I think we also cut to mom, who is, like, preparing a little baby crib with, like, an oxygen mask and an oxygen tank. Um, Yeah, making a little baby box that mm -hmm. helps keep the... It's real baby safe. It's funny because it's an oxygen take, but at the beginning or the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, they're going to like gas the baby to like put it to sleep whenever <laughs> they need to or whenever it's making noise. <laughs> that's what I thought it was like, oh, like a laughing funny. gas type of situation. Yeah. Like they were going to knock it out. Oh, <laughs> um, that's what my parents did to me. Other way around. Not with laughing gas, but melatonin, Benadryl. Benadryl yeah. Um, and so. We have dad up on the, you know, silo and he is, um, oh, I think before that too, we see the kids are soundproofing the walls with like lots of newspaper and stuff, uh, and glue, which I guess enough of that would make a difference, but I'm like, they would have to put a hell of a lot of like a paper out there. Yeah. Newspaper, yeah. Uh, cause that shit is thin. It, egg cartons. Yeah. Um, but maybe all the egg cartons were used already. Yeah. It sounds like they need some uh, foam from Rogue Media Network Studios. Sure, they do. <laughs> on the wall. We'd be safe here. That's Literally. where we'd come. Um, and so dad is up on the silo and he lights a fire and he scans the horizon. Or before he scans the horizon, sorry. Um, he's got that box that he had with all the baby shit. He throws it into the fire. So essentially, I think he's oh, like. Oh, he did? Yeah, he threw it into the fire. I wasn't sure if he lit it on fire or not. Yeah, he, he oh. chunked it. Damn. So I didn't. I think maybe he. Was, That's pretty harsh. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a. I think it's just more of like his like. I'm letting Symbolic, letting, I'm it, go. letting it go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still don't think I could burn my kids' shit. I feel like you would still want some of that to like remember. Yeah, yeah. Like pictures, mm-hmm. maybe. In case I was, I feel like that's more of like, like an ex or a boyfriend or a girlfriend type of thing to do, not like yeah. a, a child. Not. <laughs> yeah, but he. I'm unless I'm wrong, but I'm because I I was. I was watching because I was like, I didn't remember him doing it the first time I watched. But this time I watched it, I was like, oh, he like burned that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. But um, damn. Um, and I guess there are a couple moments where like he has this moment, I feel like, with letting go. And then mom has that moment later on where she goes into the room and is just like, you know. Crying. Understandably yeah. so. Um, I would but, be too. Um, yeah. We are. Uh, 
after he he gets that fire going and stuff now we're scanning the horizon and we do see that there is like it was like two or three other flames that went up at this point yeah mm-hmm. the, uh, maybe even four four okay yeah there were quite a few there was quite a few fires that lit up but we know that there are still people out there um and they all like i guess periodically check if it's not every day check in with each other and like you know letting you know like hey gavin died yet yeah <laughs> yeah like we're here um and then they get to dinner time, mm-hmm. basically. And they're eating, honestly, what looks like a damn, some damn good food. Yeah. Like, I've I mean, seen she pulled people, that fish out of the floor. and um, I know, which was so smoked. fancy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've seen people pay good money for brunch like this. Like, just <laughs> yeah. around the table with those greens. The greens oh, yeah. were magnificent looking. And then how the like, shit, wow. they use the big, like, lettuce leaves or whatever big leaves those are yeah. for the plates and stuff, which is very smart, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can also eat it. It's true. Very resourceful. You eat your plate at the end. Uh-huh. Um, and they are, you know, they're saying grace, um, I guess, because in this post-apocalyptic world with aliens, they still believe in God, say grace. Um, and so they're eating. Yay. After this, <laughs> we are playing um, Monopoly, but they like changed all the pieces for like soft pieces and like little yeah, pieces like of cotton fabric. Balls and- yeah. What are those things called? Puffs? Cotton those little, balls. Co- the little colored puffs? Um, pom-poms. Like, pom-poms, yes. I feel like they had one of those there. Um, yeah, there was definitely like four pom-poms. Yeah. And so they're having fun. It's like a good time as much as you can be because like I'm sure it sucks to be a kid in like this <laughs> fucking universe where yeah. it's like, oh, crap. You know, the world fucking over. Can't be loud. Going through. Can't be a kid. Reagan, whenever she's going through her angsty stuff with dad, couldn't go scream. Whenever she was fucking throwing that fit and throwing shit around later in the movie. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is she doing? (laughs) You're going to wake him up. And also, how did nothing hear her? I know. Yeah. I I guess she just threw the stuff against the bed. hearing aid. I don't know. But I feel like it still made a noise. I don't know. It did. It was a muffled thump. But, um, yeah, we're playing Monopoly. It seems like we're having a good time. And I think it's, um, was it Marcus? It's Marcus, right? Or Reagan. Someone gets ex- overly excited, I feel like, and they knock over they, the Yeah, lantern. they go to reach for something. And I think I think it was Marcus because yeah. he's the one who apologizes After, later. Yeah, saying sorry. Um, but uh, it falls over. And it's really funny. Not really funny, but it's very, like, jarring. And, and uh, what's the word? Like, Ah, because, you know, like you said, the movie relies on a lot of silence and it was be you're very quiet. And then all of a sudden we just have this flame go up and, and it's, uh, it's loud, very loud. Glass was shattered. Dad is basically like lunging across the room to put the fire out. Um, mom, you could, the look on mom's face is so like, like, how do you even describe that? Like it just like all the happy emotion, just like it just dropped from her face and she just looks so worried. She's she just like, like, oh, fuck. We're dead. Yeah. She was like, not again, Now you've done it. Uh, and the boy, he's obviously freaking out. Dad is telling them to qu- keep quiet. And uh, we hear something does, like, kind of start making a noise outside. And his dad is inspecting and getting closer to the window. Because, um, yeah, it sounds like it's on top of their house. The roof, yeah. And it's, like, loud. A loud metallic crash happened. And uh-huh. it was like, oh, shit, something's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but nope. It's it just, just happens to be some raccoons. Fucking raccoons. Trash pandas. Just some fucking raccoons. And uh minding their own little business. I yeah. love the little noise that they make when they like walk off. It's like very Perry the platypus. Mm-hmm. Um and poor things don't last long because they're like walking off in the cornfield and I love how they just like get just get squished. Just smashed. You see its little blood fly. Yeah. Oh, um, not the raccoon. So nothing is safe. 
um, that makes a noise. And uh, it's the next day. Dad is making a hearing aid. We see him, whatever, what you might do it, car soldering, soldering, soldering yeah. right? Is that what it is? Um, and messing with it. We see that he's been studying a lot and trying, I guess, to get uh, get a not get a lot of knowledge on the ear and how. Um, is it a hearing aid or was it like an implant, a cochlear implant? Is that the same thing? I don't want to misspeak. I don't know. I don't know if you know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, one of those things or both, if not the same thing. Um, he's working I on said that. hearing aid. Hearing aid, right? I don't think it's probably not the correct termination. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's he's definitely working on that because he wants to help his daughter obviously here because that would help her, you know, her survival skills. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I guess it's not the next day because it's very, I don't know what time of day it is, but mom, I'm assuming it's nighttime because he's probably in there late and mom comes in and she's like listening to some music on it. She's somehow looking so fucking beautiful. Oh yeah. Even though it's like apocalyptic times and she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. She's glowing as they say, I guess she was. And I Um, was like, damn. And she's got a beautiful dress on. Mm-hmm. really pretty which i mean i guess just yeah she's got to wear her same wardrobe that she wore in life mm-hmm. so it's like understandable but i'm like but it's also like emily blunt she and so emily beautiful. blunt is very beautiful yeah she is uh, yeah um and i love when she's i love watching interviews with her or like hearing her in real life and her accent mm-hmm. it's very pretty mm-hmm. or cool i don't know damn accents are a thing like i'd like to say like no they're not a thing but like accents really are a thing yeah they make people sound so much like i don't know cooler sexier whatever i don't know i digress um and so we are um dancing together because she puts the music onto his ear and it's a very kind of tender moment between these parents who i'm sure are probably stressed the fuck out yeah (laughs) rightly so yeah this has to be the loudest part of the film so far oh yeah um we get some music with the longest duration of noise Mm -hmm. that has happened and they are um slow jamming and it's really nice it's a really good tender moment really builds into the character and to uh the love that we share between them which helps explains why they still have a baby on the way exactly because i guess (laughs) no matter even all this happening they're just like our love is strong enough to 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 make it work survive alien attacks and We'll make raising a family work in the middle of this shithole garbage world that we live in. Sounds like right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't send an alien attack on us right now. Did you know you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned the bottle around to actually see what's inside. When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ew, and artificial flavors. Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird Superfoods contain no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and no sugars from highly refined corn syrup. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into 
into your routine. All Laird products are also made of all natural whole food ingredients and they are crafted from the highest quality all natural real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code BOO at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. I love smoothies, but I don't love smoothie bar prices. With my BlendJet 2 Portable Blender, I can make smoothie bar quality beverages for a fraction of the price. BlendJet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking the whole house. Lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. There are also over 30 plus colors to choose from. I myself chose black because it matches the color of my soul. What are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code BOO12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to this quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 Portable Blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code BOO12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. And we open up and now it's day 473. So we've gotten a little bit more of time passing. It's oh, been we went a day. From one day. Yeah. <laughs> why would they mark that time? I have no idea. Because when I read it too, I was like, why does it matter? Like, because you can very much clearly tell that it's the next day. Nighttime. As well. And then, um, yeah. But that's yeah, kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but mom's doing the laundry and stuff, or she's checking on her vitals. Sorry. Yeah. Checking her vitals. And we see on the calendar that she's about two weeks out from her due date. Mm-hmm. Or so we think. Yeah, because um, that is October 3rd, and the baby is due October 23rd. Yeah. So pretty close by, and she's taking her own vitals, checking baby's heartbeat and stuff like that. I'm wondering if she was maybe a nurse or something. That's what it gave. Yeah, the whole time that I was watching the movie, I thought um, maybe she was a nurse and or like some type of like teacher maybe even as well i don't know it gave those type of vibes though yeah because she was really Um, good at teaching marcus uh stuff as well and uh maybe school nurse no i'm just kidding (laughs) we combined the two yeah um but she um also in the sequel i mean she placed an iv in herself in the sequel as well there's some things that happen someone did um and she knows a lot of knowledge about an injury so it feels like she could have been a nurse or something yeah. before all the shit went down um and it's yeah it's been a hot second she, since i've watched she, the second one she's hearing that heartbeat and um it's kind of like a probably uh, i feel like she's having a bittersweet moment in the sense of like it's so good to hear the heartbeat because she like obviously loves her baby already but like the terror that she's probably also thinking of at the same time that this is happening you know you can have like two feelings at once you know yeah um, i'm sure she's terrified and then also thinking about her other baby like i'm sure that's so sad as well like she's like replacement kid yeah right like i'm sure she's <laughs> having a bunch of feelings like guilt um and which we do know she did she's she was man when she's had that moment with her husband mm-hmm. later on in the film that part 
made me cry. Yeah. Because like, damn, like this whole time, everybody's been thinking it's all their fault. Like, like yeah, that he died. Like, yeah. Because they can't even fucking talk about their feelings. Yeah. But yeah. Um, little sweet moment, her hearing that heartbeat. And it's also another moment in the film where it's like everything else has been real quiet, but they really, you know, make you hear like the dum 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 from the baby. Yeah. Um, and then after this, we have Reagan trying to sneak into the basement. Yep. And there's little painted spots in the house. Um, oh, yeah. So that way they can walk on the wood floor without making it creak mm-hmm. um but reagan tries to go into the basement and daddy says absolutely to fuck not nope and he yanks her out of there and then we get a nice daddy daughter spat mm-hmm. um with him trying to basically explain why she can't go in there and her saying like i'm old enough blah 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 and then he's like well look i made you this hearing aid mm-hmm. or Another hearing one. device yeah and she was like it won't work She's very sassy in this moment. She is. Which, I mean, she's a teenage girl. I mean, you know, she's entitled to her um, feelings. And, yeah, she's very much, um, what's the word? Uh, Not jaded, but, like, she's not optimistic about this hearing aid working because she says they never work. Like, they never do. She's been through lots, gotten her hopes up a lot, mm -hmm. and then had it repeatedly kind of squash yeah that's like really tough on her i'm sure to think like each time like oh i can finally hear now and then like nah it's still the same thing just jk yeah um and so um it's this moment where he's trying to give it to her and then because she won't put it in he just kind of gives it to her and walks off um and we cut to marcus with mom in school like you said earlier and she's teaching him things and then that's whenever dad comes in to get Marcus because he's like, it's time to go hunt. Yep. Um, and he really doesn't want to go with him. He's like, I don't want to go, mom. Can you please tell him like, no. Um, please don't make me go. Please don't make me go. And it's funny because at this point, it's kind of like one of the only moments where we get a little comedy in the film. Because yeah. his mom's joking with him, like being like, you know, you got to go because he wants to make sure that you can take care of you and me when I get old. And, and gray um, and yeah. have no teeth. Uh-huh. And she makes her lips go over her teeth and does a little Mm -hmm. face. And so it's uh, kind of a little sweet moment between them. And she's just trying to make them more comfortable with going. And so we're getting ready to go. But it's obviously that he's it's obvious that he still doesn't want to go because he's like um, being defiant, I guess, with his dad. Um, And then Reagan comes up and she's like, he doesn't even want to go. Like, let me go. Like, I can do it. And he's like, no, you got to stay here with mom. Which sexist as fuck. Yeah. Which that's what I was getting from it, which I didn't know if that's what it was trying to do for the most part. Or if he just truly was like felt maybe like she was more vulnerable. Yeah. And so he was just just, just trying to protect her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't think he was trying to do it because he's like you're a girl you can't do this i think it was yeah like that part he's just like no like i can't have anything i think it was so much like she felt like he didn't love her at all he's like no i love you so much like i can't can't have come out here nothing can happen to you i can lose him (laughs) 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 but yeah um and so it's time to go hunt they're out there um and then you know obviously she was upset so she kind of stormed off and honestly i'm surprised that they let her just kind of storm off the mom was just like yeah okay bye Bye. Like, go have your feelings yeah maybe i mean honestly if i was a parent too i would let them go do their own thing and not in this world maybe that's right that's the only reason why i do get like let them have their space but yeah. i'm just like she's 
I mean, as long as you like see her walk into the house or something. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, where, where is she going? But yeah, yeah, um, you know, she goes to have her moment. Um, Mom's staying behind, I guess, because she's going to be doing chores. But um, she ends up going into the house. Does she not? Am I ahead of myself? Little girl. Um, Reagan. Yeah. No, I was talking about mom, but you're right. Oh. The little girl goes into the to the house. Yeah, Reagan goes into the house. This mm-hmm. is where she has her fit. Mm-hmm. Um, she throws a hearing aid and then picks it back up and is like, okay, well, let me try one more time. Tries it. It doesn't work, unfortunately. Um, it Not any more than her being able to hear like yeah. her own heartbeat and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she starts packing a bag. Which I was like, she about to run away. Literally, that's what I'm world. like. This little girl's about to run away. Yeah, and I was like, this is not. Nope, this is a real bad idea. Real you, bad idea have, you got here. Have, have you run away? Um, did you ever run away when you were a kid? I did. I ran away, but I would like run to a neighbor's house. I ran away twice, but one time, one time I didn't even. I got to like the end of the driveway. I ran away. Literally, I packed a bag. I was so mad. I remember I had this like all white little outfit, like jump outfit, like tracksuit thing that mm-hmm. I put on. But anyways, my family had like my parents room had like a sliding glass door and it was like its own private entrance exit. And I remember they were all having dinner and they were just like, I was so, I don't even remember what I was so mad at, but they just continued to like act like everything was fine. Even though I went to go throw my temper tantrum and just expecting someone to come like get me or whatever baby me yeah and so nobody did so i just remember packing all my stuff putting in a suitcase i remember we had this like crank tv that like you'd like would crank it and it would play like whatever was coming onto the antenna so it's Mm -hmm. basically you know pbs or whatever but i put that in there and then i got my stuff and i left and i remember i was waiting for like them to notice me leaving and nobody noticed me leaving Mm -hmm. so i go to the window and i'm like you know, and they're just like, and so they come out and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm running away. <laughs> I'm like, I'm leaving and I'm never coming back. Bye. <laughs> you know what they did? They said bye. They went and got a camera <laughs> and started taking pictures of me with my suitcase <laughs> walking away down the street. And they still have pictures of me literally walking away. That's funny. Of me with that shit. And I'll never forget it. And then I got as far as like, I think a few blocks like not block still on the same block but house house is over and there's like an empty lot where there's like i guess an old house they like knocked over and so it was just grass and Mm. i just like put a blanket out there and i just sat out there for like a few hours nobody came to get me wow nobody i'm i'm still mad should i call cps josh (laughs) it's fine i ended up going back but i think i was more like hurt i was like really and then y'all came to get me whatever but i did go back so it's fine i think i'm sure that's what they were thinking yeah Mm mm-hmm that is what they were thinking um i just think it's really funny that they were taking a picture and i totally think of like what i would do now i'm like that sounds like something i would do yeah i would totally be like okay haha i'm pretty sure i ran away to a neighbor's house and then my mom just called them and they were like is she there mm-hmm. and they were like yeah and they were like okay, okay fine because yeah. i've definitely spent the night away from home when i wasn't supposed to oh okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh i feel like packed I've packed a whole that. bag i feel like i've done that like, go to my cousin's house, like, unannounced, and then be like, oh, I guess I'm just staying here. And, then, yeah, I've done that. But different I mean, from, I like, did it with away. the intent of running away. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. But then I just didn't know where else to go. So I was like, Gotta well, come let back. me go here. 
Oh, okay. I went to the neighbor, na- like a neighbor's across like the street or mm-hmm. behind the street or something mm-hmm. like in my neighborhood. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. If you haven't run away once, or maybe my mom right. never called, and it just, and I just <laughs> assumed that, <laughs> that <laughs> they did, and that's what happened. Yeah. Then I went back. Um, Who knows? But we have our dad and son expedition going on. He and uh, Marcus are by a riverbank, and he's like catching a fish, and the fish is like flopping and making noise, and so it freaks Marcus out. And Marcus is trying. Oh, and dad has to explain to Marcus that like because they are near the river and there's a lot of noise happening that they are safe. That if there is a bigger noise compared to the noise that they make, they will be okay because it's um, distorted by that bigger noise. Yeah. Um, Small noises are okay. mm -hmm. Big noises could be bad. Yeah. Or well, good. Wait, what? Bad, big. He says big noises are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then once they get to the the waterfall, then he's like, you can scream. You can do whatever the fuck you want here. Oh, yeah. It's so loud. Which was really cool. It was a nice little moment between the dad and him. Yeah. And then um, we have mom doing some laundry. Um, at this point, we see that whenever she's um, dragging a bag across the floor. Yeah, and upstairs, she's like got two... Mm-hmm. got two bags of laundry in her arms while she's pregnant mm-hmm. trying to go upstairs and it loosens up a nail and like yeah. drags it up which is really crazy and also how does she not feel that but oh, no. okay she um, just keeps pulling and yeah. i'm like I, at that point i would step back and be like yeah uh-huh. see what it is and make sure that because obviously it's stuck on something but that's just what i would do i digress yeah um and so she's or what i'd like to think i would do mm-hmm. she she goes upstairs it, it goes unnoticed at this point and that'll come back later in the movie and so the boys are having a nice little father-son convo and at this point i think the little boy is telling dad like you know um reagan doesn't think you love her and you should probably tell her because like it seems like you hate her not in those words but that's pretty much the gist of yeah their convo. he says like mm-hmm. do you blame her for what happened and mm-hmm. Then dad's like, no. And he then Marcus is like, well, cause she blames herself. Mm-hmm. And then and then he asks her, do you still love you still love her? Right. And <laughs> the way that Lee's face just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Right now with this question, the way it it was a very like good moment for John Krasinski. Yeah. He mm-hmm. really emoted that and in, in, entirely well. Mm-hmm. And um, then that's when he says, well. Maybe you should, maybe you should tell her mm-hmm. that you, that you do love her. Yeah. Um, because I don't think she knows right now, mm-hmm. which was important for later. Yeah, very much so. And um, we see at this point, sister went down with the rocket. Mm-hmm, to the bridge. And they, um, at some point before this movie had, you know, set up a little memorial, a little cross to yeah, commemorate mm-hmm, like a tombstone where uh, the little boy had passed away. And so she takes that rocket and she like snips the little wires that make the noise. So that way it'll still light up, but not make noise. And she, you know, kind of puts it there. I feel like in honor of her brother. And I feel like a lot of times in this movie, a lot of people have, different moments where they're letting go of him just like dad with that box earlier and burning it and then her in this moment and then we get mom back going into the house and going into her baby's his room and then like just to cry just to cry and i feel like also like kind of have this moment of like catharsis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's kind of unfortunate because as she's about to leave and walk out of this room, her water starts to break. Yep. And, right, and she's all by herself. That's like the worst time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I was just like, imagine having to give birth quietly. Yeah. Because it couldn't be me. Mm-hmm. I would not. Absolutely not. First off, I wouldn't be giving birth. Yeah. Secondly, it would not be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but as all that's happening too, and her water is breaking, the dad and uh, Marcus are on their way back from their expedition and they are passing this old house and they pass this old man who just, he was a jump scare for me. Um, oh yeah. Cause was, Marcus walks by and he doesn't even notice him at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he stood up and I was like, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Marcus runs into the dad's backpack and he has, cause he stopped clearly cause he's seen this man and then he looks down and the, his wife is like mangled. Yeah. She's fucked up. Yeah. And we don't know if I'm pretty, I don't know. Cause I feel like if a creature did it, why didn't the creature get him or why? But I doubt he'd kill that lady. I don't know. We don't know what killed her, but I'm pretty sure it was a creature. I guess. Yeah. She I'm looked- going to assume it was a creature. She looked pretty torn up yeah. from the waist down. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we get him seeing like, lee putting his finger over his mouth saying like don't don't you fucking dare and then the guy's face he's got one of those real scrunchy faces yeah very um what's that guy from toy story 2 who is the prospector the prospector that's what he gives me yeah very prospector vibes yeah he does he's got that white beard and stuff Uh like that all and he's uh, wasn't he in overalls i think so something like that and then like the way he like put his chin in his mouth or lip he had a, the whole thing underbite I, yeah uh-huh but yeah um and, and then long story short just yell, yells the most obnoxiously loud yell yeah um to get the attention of a beast because i guess he's gonna just s word himself yep mm-hmm. s- saying bye-bye to himself and also too like if you're gonna do that like why do it while oh, other people or are just around? be like move along okay and then like they're down the way ah like you know what i mean yeah you're putting other people in danger and yeah. with a kid maybe he didn't give a fuck yeah i don't clearly he didn't Mm-mm. um but dad scoops up marcus right away and he's like we're gonna sh- sh- we're gonna shut the fuck up yeah right now hides behind a tree the way and he's, he's like, like got his like hand over i know his i'm mouth. Like, like can I'm marcus like, even breathe i'm like yeah i was thinking the same thing i was like oh his okay. nose like, holes were close it too it didn't seem like it needed to be that like aggressive yeah, yeah. i was uh, like marcus is gonna die just from you bud um, um but yeah thankfully marcus lives <laughs> so yeah. does the dad and at the same time that all this is happening we get a cut back to mom and she's in the house um, and she, at this point, was going downstairs after the water broke, and she fucking steps on the nail. Steps on the nail. And it's obviously painful because she yells. No, she doesn't even yell. Homegirl basically, I mean, she yells a little bit, but, like, it, the only noise we get is that she was holding a photograph of the baby, her the kid that yeah, died. And then it fell, threw. and it shattered. Yeah. Um, and so that made a bunch of noise. And Homegirl is, like, doing the best she can to just, like, cover up her mouth and then, like, get through the excruciating the pain of having just stepped on a nail yeah. and also having contractions at the same time that's a lot yeah mm-hmm. it's quite a lot for her to be going through 
Um, she gets down though, down the stairs and she turns the lights outside to red to mm-hmm. signal that baby's on the way, baby's on the way mm-hmm. or something is going SOS. wrong oh, yeah. in this house. Yeah. Um, and then, but as she does that, we see that there's a creature in the house. One of the monsters has made it in. It heard her little picture frame crash mm-hmm. and it's come to get her. Yeah. And, uh, it's so creepy the way it like starts to like walk in very quietly and you can tell that she's like oh shit and she has to kind of very much like i can't go back that way so she goes back down and turns into the basement to where she's looking around a bunch of shelves for stuff i guess to make a distraction and she very smartly grabs a timer um and sets it up for like five or six minutes or something like that and then puts it across the room and then goes to the other side of the room yeah um and meanwhile we have dad and bet and her face in that moment sorry oh yeah whenever oh yeah when she saw the creature up there well just know as she was like on the the shelving yeah just like trying trying to hold back the pains of the the labor pains yeah and also her foot and just like whenever she like sunk down to the next level and stuff too it was just her face and everything throughout all that was phenomenal she did a great job I guess it helps to like have children as an actress and then have to perform as someone who's gave a kid. Cause you like, I have essentially, I feel like would recall like all of those like excruciating awful pains. pains. That I don't Cause that's one thing that you always hear from mom. Like my mom, like anytime we bring up like, Oh, when we were born, like my mom will be like, Oh, I will never forget like every moment of that labor. Like my mom is like, oh, I remember every moment of each one of y'all. You were a little piece of shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like she is like, I remember how it felt like like it's all very vivid you know oh, what i mean god i want to be so drugged up that i don't <laughs> the, remember any it's, of it it's blacked out yeah. from your memory it's a trauma response um and so she is yeah yeah yeah. dad dad are, and marcus are back and they see that the lights are red so they like take off running and they're like oh my god okay we got to get to the house um and mom is in the basement with the alien and this is whenever um i think at the same time the mom uh does the timer go off and then yeah, yeah the timer goes off and yeah, so the alien is distracted mm-hmm. yep and then she uses that moment to get out of the cellar basically mm-hmm. um and then she makes it up to the bathtub upstairs. upstairs yeah and she's giving birth awfully fast because she couldn't also go out the front door because at that point we saw that there was another creature One right outside out. the, in the yeah. yard and then at this point um I think it's when dad and Marcus see that like there's a creature right there and they um that she's in there and they can't like just walk in through the front door to go help her. That they're like and so then that's the rockets. When, yeah, and that's whenever he's telling him about the plan about the rockets. Um and the little Marcus is like really scared and he's like, Your mom needs you right now to help her. Like you need to make a bigger noise so that way I can help mom. Yeah. Um and so mom's in the bathroom, like we said, and yeah, um I she is going through labor really, really fast. But I do, I have heard, and I think it, it was true with my sisters. Um, once you have one baby, like the next time it's like, like if you have a lot of kids, like they just by the come fifth, out. yeah, by like the fourth, third, like they're just like, whoop, they're coming out. That's yeah. your body's knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. But I could, I mean, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine. Hey. Anyways, they got, she's having your, her. Your, it dilates that big. Could you imagine? No, I can't. 
Anyways, um, it makes me think of like a snake, like when their mouths unhinge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. um, but we are, um, what's happening? Mom's in the bathroom. Mom's mom in the bathroom. Mom is fucking going through some deep, intense labor. And there's like, oh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie too is like whenever she's in the tub and the blood just starts. Just her feet to, and, and the, you see the blood. Going down yeah. the drain. That's very like visually intense i guess yeah. i don't know yeah it's yeah, yeah. pleasing mm-hmm. especially when especially i think it's such a thing for us like as humans and what we've seen in movies and seen through life and like um the meaning of blood coming from a woman's nether regions you know yeah. like, that's very bad yeah. yeah in terms of either like especially she's, she's pregnant usually that means like something's going wrong yeah yeah she's hemorrhaging or she's yeah uh-huh. now in this one it's just because she's giving an at-home labor birth in a dry tub yeah not even a water birth Uh um but yeah and then we've got marcus running off to go set off the fireworks and she he's he sets them off successfully Uh and all of the creatures go running and as she hears those fireworks go off she just lets out this guttural scream Uh of just like Kind of lets it all out in that one. Yeah. I think even the baby comes out in that one, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She just like lets it all out. Baby comes out. Couldn't have been the most perfect timing, I guess. Because that, I'm sure like the baby was crowning at that point when she was like, oh shit, like something's got to happen. Yeah. Because she was like holding down there. She was like pushing it in. She She was was like, like, get that back in there. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Not right now. This is a bad time. (laughs) Like schedule you in for later. Literally. Um, So uh, thankfully, as all of this is going on, we also see that Reagan, um, because she can't hear, but she sees all the fireworks going off. So she's like, oh, fuck. And so she takes off bolting to get back to the um, farm, essentially, the plantation that they live at. Oop, let me not say plantation. Mm -hmm. But um, dad is in the house with the gun and he is trying to get to mama. He goes up to the um, restroom and it looks like a fucking murder scene. Yeah. There's blood all over the tub and the wall. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's thinking dead. the worst. Yeah, he's like, he's oh, like shit. she's dead. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, um, as he's having his little breakdown moment, uh, her hand just like hits the bloodied hand. Uh, what you may call it? The shower, the shower door. wall, the glass yeah. door. And um, he opens it and she's just like with the baby. Um, and it's a very like not happy moment, but like. relieving moment yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. in Um, that moment knowing that she's not dead and she also looks fucking like she looks like she just had a baby yeah yeah she's exhausted she was like barely able to hold her own head up Mm -hmm. and stuff she's like oh thank god you're here now i can knock out no yeah literally not be present Mm -hmm. because that's essentially what she ends up doing because she is basically in his arm he's got her and the baby in his arms doesn't he yeah he's carrying both mom literally that's crazy he's strong Mm -hmm. and i mean his back when they were dancing it looked pretty i mean john krasinski is pretty strong i think he got in shape because he's also in that other show called reacher and it's about Mm -hmm. like uh Mm -hmm. i forget the premise but basically he's well it's action so he's does stuff it has to be uh-huh. Uh huh. John Krasinski is a good-looking man. Oh he's yes, very handsome. Yeah, he is. And a very like, not, um, like an approachable way. I guess that does that make sense to you at all? Not intimidating. Yeah, like he's very like You're soft like, boy attractive. I could land you as a boy. <laughs> no, like he's very soft boy attractive. You're attractive, but not attractive enough. As opposed to like, <laughs> just kidding. 
I guess he just, I don't know. I, I think you pick up what I'm picking up on, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's funny because I feel like he doesn't look but like he's a also mov- rugged. He doesn't look like a movie star. Yeah, it's the ruggedness. I mm. guess that's what it is, especially in this movie. Um, and obviously, I mean, I still only see him as Jim as well. So he just seems very, like, funny. Soft and, and lovable. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bottle of rom-com. Yeah. Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, and brain fog. But luckily, there's a solution. Cure. Cure Hydration is an oral rehydration solution that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes and glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water, powder, and pink Himalayan salt and is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO making it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions or preferences. The packets are convenient and easy to use. Just mix with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need a quick and effective hydration boost. Hydration is more than just drinking water. That's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. Lauren founded Decure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mixed to make hydrating easy for everyone. Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they use only the highest quality plant-based ingredients and avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. Ready to combat dehydration? Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use code BOO for 20% off your order. Are you tired of the same old boring puzzles? Mix things up with Wongo puzzles. Each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that will keep you engaged for hours. Plus, their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make Wongo puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind. Wongo puzzles are 100% wooden puzzles, meaning they'll last forever. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. With stunning design and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick your puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code BOO and get 10% off of your order. This is the most fun you've had with the puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to wongo, W-O-N-G-O, puzzles.com and use the code BOO to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. Wongo. Um, and so he is carrying mom, carrying the baby. They're getting to that little basement area that they had set up for, you know, keeping the baby quiet. But before they can even get down there, the baby's starting to cry already. So mm-hmm. it's obviously, a, you know, drawing attention to, to the little alien creatures that are coming to get them. And so they They're like as soon as and as soon as they get down into that little basement and he pulls the um, mattress over it, we see that there is a creature coming into the farmhouse. Um, so. Um, he gets down there and he's able to put the little gas mask, not, not gas mask, I keep calling it, oxygen, <laughs> oxygen mask, mask on the baby so that way he can put him in the little box that they made that's really fucking good at sound control yeah. or whatever, canceling. Um, and yeah, we essentially have that happening. And at the same time, we have um, 
Reagan in the cornfield, and I believe she's looking for her brother. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Marcus, for some reason, he oh, yeah. like ran into a monster and then decides to go into the corn where it's going to make a lot of fucking noise. Um, so I'm not sure why he did that. But thankfully ended up smacking Running himself into tractor. unconscious, so he stopped making noise. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but so the sister sees as Reagan's walking back, she sees his light uh, shining from his flashlight and mm-hmm. um, he she's like, OK, well, obviously I need to go check and see what that is. Mm-hmm. And so she walks over there to him, finds him and a little jump scare again whenever he reaches his little hand out from under the tractor whenever she tries to go grab his flashlight. And he's yeah. like, jump. And it's like, ah. Um, but, oh, and I, I'm sorry. Did you mention it? Was it right before that? I think right before that is whenever we saw that the alien had a little reaction to her hearing aid. Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, um, all of that's happening. And then I think at that, cause we're going between them and then the parents, that's whenever the mom comes to and she and the dad are talking and she's like, where are the kids? Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she, well, first she comes to. No, no, no. And that's when she's like, I could have carried him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she woke up. I think she was having a dream. Yeah. About him. And that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Woke up and was like, I could have carried him. She was saying my hands were free and she was feeling so guilty mm-hmm. in that moment. And she says, who are we if we can't protect them? Like, we're nothing if mm-hmm. we can't, if we can't protect them. Like, it Our doesn't kids, fucking yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. They're the only things that matter. And, um, that is such a parent thing to say. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And then that's when ever she's, yeah. Then starts going like, where are they? Yeah. She finally comes to, to her surroundings and is like, wait, where the fuck are our other yeah, two children? Like, you need to go get them. Yeah. Like, I love how she's like, go get them. You protect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does. He takes that real literally. Yeah. And, and he goes out. Um, and that's whenever we get to the kids who have now made them way they're made their way to the silo. Yeah. Right. They're on top of the silo. They made their way to the silo. And as Lee was going out to look for them, oh, that's right. the water line was broken. Mm-hmm. I don't think he noticed, right? I don't think he noticed. Yeah. And it's gonna flood their little soundproof room. Mm-hmm. And it does. This is all so unfortunate because they really made like the perfect place to raise that baby. Yeah. At least down there. And then like it all went to shit in a matter yeah. of like an hour. And then they're going to have to pick up in the second film and just get up and go mm-hmm. as we see whenever yeah. it gets to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're down there and mm-hmm. all of a sudden as he's, they're up on the silo. Um. But then the creature comes down into the flooded room with the mom and yeah. baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I hated the fact that it could swim. The way that it like slid into the water, I was like, was very creepy. One, it was like a snake. It like slithered yeah. into it. I was like, um, oh. And its silhouette, its figure was very like scary and eerie. Just, um, but it's very. I don't know that if it. Yeah, they could. They have a very limited swim, I guess, or it, it can like. Yeah, it didn't make it very far, did it? Yeah, no. it came up for. Yeah, I think it was just basically walking on the bottom of the floor, yeah. but could be in the water. Um, because there's a moment. I imagine it was going to bump into her legs and then Mm -hmm. be like, (laughs) that's what also kind of flipped me out as well, because the whole time that she is just like, okay, I guess I'm going to get in the water too and walk my way over to the baby. Yeah. I would have been like, I would have been like, this thing would have bumped me at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was very, I guess, uh, 
lucky that it didn't. Um, but it does come up like right in front of her and the fucking baby. Um, whenever the baby's starting to kind of make some like whining noises. Yeah, it's um, cooing. It's cooing, yeah. And um that's really scary because that moment she's basically like face to face with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was. It was right there. And I was like, oh, God, this baby's about to start crying. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it didn't. Yeah. Um, and, and she's well, able to. The, she was saved by. Um, a waterfall. The waterfall. Yeah. Because yeah, she backs up under it. Back into this little pseudo kind of waterfall. Oh. And, and then, unfortunately, after the little spat that Marcus and Reagan have up on top of the silo because they're talking about how like dad you know still loves her and she's like no he doesn't um he falls through and that's why the thing runs off because it hears that happen so i mean technically her one kid's accident saved her from dying because i feel like it still probably maybe even would have went past the water yeah it did get really close Mm -hmm. i don't think it was quite loud enough to hide the baby's cooing Mm -hmm. um especially with how intense their eardrums were Mm -hmm. like when they opened up that was so weird into their ears and stuff Mm -hmm. they've got like supersonic hearing yeah um it was very visually like um what's the word kind of satisfying but also like what's the word like when you watch something or touch something that doesn't feel right like when you scratch a, a seatbelt or like jeans like it oh, gave yeah. me that kind of vibes like it icky ooky vibe mm. um but anyways i digress um yeah it, it runs off because it hears the little boy fall through the silo and it's funny how like reagan didn't even notice at first that he like had fallen through because she can't hear she can't obviously hear, yeah. <laughs> so she just kind of turns around and she's like oh wait where do you fucking go and um, then she's like waving trying to get his attention telling mm-hmm. him to stop but clearly marcus is just freaking out and she because she can't yell at him being like marcus yeah <laughs> like because then she'll alert everyone else yeah um so she's you know doing trying to get his attention but she can't oh and then the way that that little door falls and almost like fucking crushes him yeah i know it looks like it it looks like it could have gotten half of his body had he been like yeah flat laid out Mm -hmm. but i guess he fell straight in yeah um this also helps to alert dad to where they are because he was looking for them the whole time yeah and he's like sees the alien like running through the cornfield towards them and he's like "Uh oh Um, over there but the door falls in sis jumps in after him and and then we've got this titanic situation basically mm-hmm. where it's like one of them's on the door and sis goes under and it's like uh-oh and so then marcus is thankfully able to save reagan from getting mm-hmm. swallowed up by the grains and um but then one of the creatures comes in ploop, and like plops right busts in. through the side of it and it's trying to get to them and they're covering themselves up with the door that they had. Um, but at the same time, thankfully, um, Reagan's ear uh, yeah. thing piece is also having, like we saw earlier, some interference feedback. feedback with the creature and it like makes it jump out and leave. And so at this point, they still haven't kind of realized what's happening, but they're like also weirded out like oh why did it leave us alone you know that to their knowledge like it should have killed us you know um and so they're able to thankfully jump out of the silo and that's whenever their dad is coming up towards them and he sees them and they have this really like little sweet reunion but it doesn't last long unfortunately because um one of the aliens pops up right yeah Mm -hmm. he's it pops up dad's like Let's go get in the truck. Yeah. Um, and then the alien pops up right as he's trying to run after them. And it just like it whacks him. him. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, and he, you know, topples to the ground. The kids get in the truck and then he's, you know, standing there. He's, he's able to get back up. But at this point, the aliens just like attacking the, and it's the attacking truck. the kid, the truck and the kid, the kids in the truck. And so he's obviously like, dang, I, I need to do something so that way he doesn't kill them. Um, and we have this really tender moment where he's looking at Reagan and she's looking through the back of the, or the rear window. And he's telling her like, I love you signing. I love you. And I have always loved you. I always have. Mm-hmm. And then dad just lets out a scream. screams and he gets killed. And the kids throw that car into neutral and they just roll down the hill mm-hmm. and they escape to the house. Um, and they have this another moment where they're on the front lawn when they meet up with the mom and um, they're just crying and having yeah. to like silently sob, also which her is so hard. Watching all of that on the cameras. Yeah. Like she just watched her husband get murdered. murdered. Literally. Yeah. yeah that had to have sad. been so hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and must've been like a train wreck situation where you just like, can't look away. You can't do anything. Yeah. You're just like, Holy shit. This is happening. She saw it coming too. Cause you could tell the look on her face when she's like watching him, like hugging them and just like that moment. And then she's like, Oh crap. He's going to yeah. die. He's um, going to sacrifice himself. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that happens. She, they're back together and they end up all going into the basement of the house again and um we have you know reagan then seeing like oh shit like she was never to go never able to go in there and so she sees like how much her dad was like working on the ear the uh, hearing aids and like how many how like, much he pieces did for were there yeah literally like how much he like, really did care for her and yeah. also like all of his um research on all of the creatures and stuff that he had going yeah on. Um, and this is where this is where i almost cried because mm. i was like whenever she like was able to that. see how much he had done for her and how i bet that how she sucks. had treated him yeah she's probably felt really like shitty yeah like, oh damn. she had to have yeah because she um, was very much that like she gave him a lot of crap. And yeah, she did. He was just trying to like do his best. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, but all kids that age give their parents a lot of crap. Yeah. Most of the time. Very much so. So I think it takes time to grow into knowing that like people are just as human as you are. And that's why I don't have kids. How about that? <laughs> we'll yeah. just, we'll just say that right there. Um, but anyways, um, they're in there and then they're looking at the monitors and, um, these other, uh, Oh, no, not yet. My bad. The creature that was after them is coming down there to get them. And so they're getting ready. Mom's got the shotgun. And then at this point, the creature comes in. She gives the baby to the boy, uh, to Marcus. And this is when Marcus has the, like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. Eyes. Yeah. He's like, you're not giving me this little death machine. Um, And so he takes that baby reluctantly. And then the alien starts to come down the stairs and into the room. And mom's very much like... You know, Mama Bear, she's ready, locked and loaded. Um, But as it's down there and they're all being quiet, it gets um, bothered by the static of a TV. And so it starts to attack the TV. And at this point, um, Reagan had turned off her ear hearing aid from earlier whenever she was in the truck. So that's really important right now because it's off. And so it's not causing any interference with the alien. And so it's at that point that I think that she's starting to put like one plus two together. And she's like, wait a minute. Yeah, because she looks at Mm -hmm. her father's whiteboard and it says, what is its weakness? Yeah, And she's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. and flips it on and, and it then starts it to have a reaction essentially cripples it mm-hmm. and it just is like shrinking in on itself kind of and falling backwards and stumbling everywhere and then 
it kind of goes down for a little bit and they're like, whoa, okay, cool. And then she takes a hearing aid off of her ear and holds it up against the microphone to cause more like, well, it comes back up first, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Before she holds it up to the microphone. It does because it kind of like got incapacitated a bit from the noise and then they're kind of like, okay, wait, is it dead? Is it not? But then it gets back up and because it's still kind of crippled by it, mom is able to then... um, Blow its head off. Yeah. Oh, no, because Reagan, that's right. At first it was just on her ear and then it's whenever she puts it up to the microphone of a thing. Yeah. That's at that point. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She did. And it... Like its head like opens up like one of those, you know, you ever seen that like Ikea light that you can pull down and it opens up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then or like one of those little balls yeah, that yeah, yeah. open up. I know which ones you're talking about. That's what its head looked like. It does. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then it gets back up, like you said, you're right. And then mom shoots its brains out. Yep. And that's what really kind of puts the final blow. But because I feel like mom also used the shotgun, that's when we look to the monitor and there's Creatures like two or three more coming. the yeah. house. Um, and she's getting ready to blast him away with a feedback. And mm-hmm. then chink, mom is cocks love- the gun. Yeah. And it's roll credit time. I love how that's a pretty bad, bad badass way to end the movie. With yeah, mom, it is. Like cocking the gun, like, and the look on her face. She's like, Let's very much like I'm bitch. ready. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm ready to fuck some shit up. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt was ready to go. Um, and that's the movie. 2018's Quiet Place. A quiet Place. Um, this movie was probably the worst movie i've ever seen no i'm just kidding um i, I actually like, oh what the really, fuck josh <laughs> really enjoyed it no i remember when i, I first about to get mad <laughs> i remember when i first watched it i really enjoyed it um this is probably only my second time that i rewatched it um and it was still pretty good and there were things that i didn't really quite catch on to the first time like the dad burning the thingy my bopper mm. um and then um yeah it's um really pulls on your heartstrings it is a real a really good storytelling type of movie that is set in a horror setting if that makes sense because you know it's almost like a drama but yet it's just like happening in this universe where like creatures are killing people um and john krasinski did a really good job of directing everybody and i really enjoyed the fact that we got to hear um like the perspective and audio from Reagan's character's point yeah. of view. Um, I thought that was really important to the film and it did a really good job of ca- balancing um, the quietness. And then when it would interject sound, like it all worked for the movie. It wasn't like just sound to be sound. Um, and I just also happened to be really biased because I love kind of anything that Emily Blunt is in mm. for some reason. And I think she's a really phenomenal actress. And it's really cute that like they're married in real life and they were married in the movie and they had been wanting to work on something together for a really long time. And And they did it in this piece and it was a knockout. Yeah. And um, it just, it really worked, especially I guess because um, they, whenever he, you know, came across this piece, they had just had their first kids and stuff, or Mm -hmm. maybe had one kid and were already like, she was pregnant with the second one. Um, and so it really hit home for him. So you can tell like there was a lot of heart in the film. And um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll stop mentioning things so that way you can have good things to say about it. But I honestly don't really think I had like too much of a bad thing. I think the only thing that I would say is maybe I wish the creature was a little more scary, if oh, that really? makes sense. I'm not. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. It's pretty terrifying. But I feel like creepy for some reason. 
it I would want it to be scarier is mm. all. But other than that, I would have to give this film probably 3.5. 3.5? No, sorry. A four. 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 I'll give okay. it a four. Yeah, because it's really good. I Yeah, I'm, I'll give it a four. I'm going to settle on four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your turn. Fun facts? <laughs> Fun facts. Um, John Krasinski played the creature in a motion capture suit for a few scenes. Oh, that's cool. So that is pretty fun. Um, Very hands-on. Actress Millicent Simmons has been deaf since infancy due to a medication overdose. This was the second film she starred in with Wonderstruck being her first. 2017. She did a great job for only having two, for only having one film under yeah, her Yeah, she was a pretty good time. actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially um, no dialogue. <laughs> like, she can only emote and, like, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Without, like, most of the time acting comes from dialogue and, and words stuff. And, and, like, really putting stuff and together. And that's how but you get the emotions across. But these actors had to really portray everything without. Their facial expressions. Words. Yeah. I mean, they still use body sign language. language, yeah, and stuff too. But, but even then, it, like you can tell, like there, there's emphasis. no tone to it. Yeah. Well, there was. I feel like no. It. I feel like there's tone yeah. to like when they're like either like calm or like, yeah, <laughs> fuck, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whenever uh-huh. she was being real sassy, and yeah, uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, let's see. The filmmakers purchased twenty tons of corn and hired local farmers to grow it. So cool. that's nice. Um, Emily Blunt did the bathtub scene in one take. According to John Krasinski, as soon as he said cut, Blunt left the character and asked the crew, what's everyone having for lunch? <laughs> um, Actor-director John Krasinski has said that the single greatest compliment he received regarding the film was in a tweet from the master of horror story himself, Stephen King. And it said, A Quiet Place is an extraordinary piece of work. Terrific acting, but the main thing is the silence and how it makes the camera's eye open wide in a few movies, uh, in a way a few movies manage. Which That's a pretty high compliment for you got true. Stephen King. I'm going to go ahead and second what Stephen King said because I y'all all know that I love the good use of silence mm-hmm. um, in a film to really heighten one's senses and mm-hmm. everything else against like what's actually happening. And it makes the scenes with noise that much more jarring because you just came from something so silent. And so then that with the visual impact of whatever is happening on the screen at that time, it this film did a phenomenal job of yeah. com- combining the two and really using it to its advantage. Um, I mean, had this had this film been any louder than it was, I would have questioned it. And I would have yeah. been like, why the fuck is this called A Quiet Place whenever it's you've got quiet. orchestral work going the whole time and like like the soundtrack of Smile just being like, bing, bing. Yeah, that's it, true. Other points. Um I don't, I'm sorry for shitting on Smile so much. It was a fine you film. You didn't like it. I, I liked it. I liked the music. The, yeah, I just yeah. didn't like the music. Um, But I agree with you. This movie did a really good and not good, a great job, phenomenal job at balancing and knowing when and where and how and at what point, like the good like 10 minute. And then it was quiet for at least another like 20-ish to 25 minutes before we got that fire going. And then... The ending with the fireworks, like it just, it, it was all paced very well as well. Yeah. The tension was built and released in times where it needed to be, as opposed to us getting a bunch of it times or like it, you know, it just all fell right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was never like, I mean, and there was always little sounds to kind of drive the plot mm-hmm. and the narrative with the 
soundtrack and stuff like that as well. And so they did a great job there. The acting was phenomenal. Um, it was terrific. And it, all of the actors and actresses did a fantastic job. Really, like we said, emoting all of the different things that they had to. And um, it was beautifully shot as well. Like that scene, the bathtub scene. Yeah. And with her feet and the blood coming down towards the drain, that was a beautiful shot. There are so many shots throughout the film that were just beautiful. Like the shots uh, as of them when they were all at the beginning before the little boy died, when they were walking across the bridge. I thought that was really pretty. Yeah. Um, and then like the shot of opening up on the farm and stuff and the shots when he was on top of the silo and with the fire. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was all really um, yeah. done well as well. It was all just very well shot. Um, and... Then also it's got a good storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean, it pack it starts with a punch and then it keeps going and it ends with a punch as well. Mm-hmm. We've lost two of the main characters. Yeah. Um, it's not afraid to go there. It's not afraid to like end on the all like happy, oh, we all made it type of note. You know, it really had the stakes be very high. It ends with final girl <laughs> Emily Blunt showing him who's boss yeah and she's like i'm not gonna let you hurt my babies mm-hmm. we're gonna be the final family now they're gonna kill all the humans too <laughs> they are but um yeah it's and that's uh, what happens next anyways right in any of these post-apocalyptic films you gotta happens. kill other people in what order happens? to survive because people go crazy people are the worst of even worse than what's out there sometimes yeah and that's what totally the premise of the second one was or whatever that happens um We'll yeah, it's been it it's been a long it. time since I've yeah. watched the second one now. Um I the last time I watched it was in theaters with you. Gotcha. Okay. So it's been a minute. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was um oh you you gotta give your boo rating. Oh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Refreshing wine. Wine. Um yeah, four point five. 4.5 for you? Yeah, I really liked this film. I remember seeing it in theaters and just being like, wow. It's refreshing cinema. Yeah. And I was like, this was incredible. Um, they, again, just the use of silence and seeing that in theaters too, which was why I was so excited to go see yeah. A Quiet Place oh, 2 yeah. in theaters as well, because I just remembered how impactful the use of silence was. And especially with that, uh, like, adobe surround sound shit happening and that's in theaters so you would really get the rumblings and everything and it was just such a good cinematic experience Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it i agree and i enjoyed it on my home sound system as well it was perfect i didn't have to like turn up the volume at any point like i had it perfectly set it was Mm -hmm. nice and i was able to hear everything and see everything it was good it sounded like a segue into like a promo for like a home theater system. <laughs> <laughs> this if is only. my Samsung Viz- soundbar. <laughs> Samsung. Sponsor us. Vizio. Sponsor us. Anybody. Sponsor us. Um, but yeah, uh, I agree though. I, I liked it in both situa- in both settings. It's it's great in both settings. But the theater experience was definitely like a good experience, especially when you're um, in a, I think both situations we were both in. Well, when I watched it the first time, I know for sure. Um, I think because everybody kind of got the assignment, like we're going to be quiet. Nobody make noise because yeah. this film is silent. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, thank- thankfully no mm-hmm. one was being too rowdy. obnoxious or like, you know, <laughs> the popcorn and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Because it really, I do remember being very afraid to eat anything. <laughs> yeah. And both. Cause you can hear films, it all. Cause I was like, 
I, anytime something loud happened, I was like, <laughs> this is the time. Open up the candy right Slurp now. Pint, yeah. Coke and put it back down and dig my hand into the popcorn. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just because otherwise it was way too loud. And the whole, it was like, you couldn't move. I was afraid to like shift my weight in the seat. Cause I think whenever I saw the first one, it, this was before seat? the Cinemark. Yeah. So I was at the AMC Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> every time I moved. I feel like that in any movie though, for the most part. Yeah. Like, especially though, because they were super quiet though. But yeah. Um, I'm always like super self-conscious because I guess you always feel like it's super loud when you're the one crunching on the ship because it's because it's ear. in your ear. Yeah, it's yeah. literally in your eardrum. But yeah, I digress. But it's not. Um, but yeah, any other takes or any other last thoughts on A Quiet Place? Nope. I think I think that's it. We've got yeah. a four and a four point five from your booze, making it a four point two five as the total rating for A Quiet Place 2018. Yes. And as always, we're in the lovely Rogue Media Network studios. They take really good care of us. And you can listen to our podcast or many other podcasts on their uh, website, which is RogueMediaNetwork.com. That's right. And you can listen to us and a slew of other podcasts um, on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. The biggest two being Spotify. And also Apple, but wherever you do listen, don't forget to rate, review, like, and subscribe. That's right. And then also word of mouth, tell your friends, because mm-hmm. that's the only way we can get ahead in this world. Um, and then if you would like to reach out to us, let us know your thoughts on A Quiet Place or A Quiet Place 2, which is what we'll cover next. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can do so on our one social media platform, and that is Instagram and at? At Boobays Podcast, B-O-O-B-A-E-S, because we're your boobays, not your boo babes. That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, next time we'll be covering A Quiet Place too. So yeah. stay tuned to hear the second half of this film series, which definitely left itself open for a third, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I I really hope they, I think there's- If a, they don't make a third at this point, it'll be like, what the fuck? Well, to be honest, I think I was reading just now, Um, if they're not making a third, what they're doing, I think it's like they're making a spinoff. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a spinoff titled A Quiet Place, Day One. Oh, no. Yeah, I am sure. Hello. So there's, we're getting two things. Wow. So there is A Quiet Place called Day One. And I guess apparently that's supposed to be like all about the first day um, spinoff. And then there is. Which is how the second film starts. Yeah. But I think more like in depth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then A Quiet Place Part Three is scheduled to be released. So the day one scheduled to be released March 8th, 2024, and A Quiet Place Part 3 is scheduled to come out in 2025. Fun. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, though, because with all those strikes and everything happening and stuff with the yeah. film situation is kind of up in the air right now. But yeah, um, yeah, for sure, though, the day one, it's already like, I think it's already been filmed. So oh, it'll wow. be coming out. That's exciting. Yeah. Excited to see That's that. That's pretty cool. Will it yeah. be a film or is it a limited it's a film. series? It's a film. Yep. It's a cool. film prequel. Um, That's going to be yeah. a lot of death. But anyways, yes. Until People next time, gonna you guys. People going to be dying left and right. Not mm. until next time. Just in that film. Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> it'll be. Oh, uh, yeah. Until next time, you guys. Bye, bees. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.